Hello, Terri-Anne. Hi, Eloise. How are you today? Great. And you? Great, too. <laughs> um, the tarot for today was like, it's going to be a difficult hump day, uh, like just at this sort of treading over a massive mountain and exhaustion, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I was just looking at it and I'm going, huh, you know. Uh, the the advice was good because the advice came out just be gentle. So that's what I did all morning, and it feels like we can get over this this day. It might even end up being a little bit on the fun side because you you end up being really gentle with yourself. Yeah, I think so. I know we've spoken about this before, but it's so important to tune into the energy of the day and see what you're capable of. So being oh with yourself when you've got, you know, when you can't feel, when you don't feel productive and you don't feel that energy coming in. I would uh, completely agree with that. Just we need to tune in with ourselves uh, more and more every day. And people make that very complex when it can be really simple. Just even every hour putting your hand on your heart, it just gets you that momentary tune in. And you could get a ton of information like, hey, stand up, stretch, drink some water. Um, maybe time to uh, just take a break from this project to move on to something else. Maybe it's time for, like, I'm a, I have a home office like you do. Mm. So sometimes just go out for a walk, right? Um, even if you work in a, in a company, you might say, okay, let, at the next break, I'm going to go outside, get some air, uh, run around a little bit. I mean, there's so many things that... Um, you know, you can do for yourself to keep connecting and seeing what you're going through rather than just um, running um, willy-nilly over every moment of our day and think about the external. So, you know, today we're continuing on um, on dating and that's often what we look at as well. Now, there's there's obviously things that people would say, well, if I'm at work, you know, there's certain rules and regulations uh, I don't want to lose my job. I got to make money. And of course, right. Of course, there's certain, there's certain parameters, but you might figure something out. You might buy yourself a little, uh, uh, I have under my desk, this little um, pedal thing. So it's like a bike with your chair. So you could be using that, you yeah. know, to, to in shape. Um, and you could take that to work so easy, convenient, um, leave it under your desk um, or take it home every day. Uh, you can get a standing desk, you know, and it, and it goes on top of the desk you're working at. And I'm just giving giving ideas on what could come up to take care of yourself. People get so caught up in the external. And the same with dating. We, women are hypergamous, which means they're going to marry up. And then when a relationship fails, what they do is... Um, look up at what a man should be or a partner should be. It doesn't matter which way. Um, Cause the feminine does look for marrying up and um, especially women, right? Because the genetically we're going to have babies and we need somebody who's going to um, be responsible for protecting and, and um, feeding, et cetera. So that the, the woman can nurture the child and the family and the home. So it makes a lot of sense. Why not? Why wouldn't we do that? Better, you know, uh, better for the species, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Um, but of course, we're not that simple. 
And yet we come out with a, a very simple solution to us, which is next time I'm going to ask for a guy who's like this, this, and this. Next time I'm going to look for guys this, this, and that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being very general here, but it's a kind of, um, you know, pattern you notice, right? So when I'm doing sessions or doing ratings, it's a little pattern um, that I notice in the majority of women. And what I'd like to look at today with you, Eloise, is just kind of looking at how do you, um, how does one uh, make themselves uh, something that, that another person would consider um, valuable? Now, it doesn't increase your personal value, like you as a human being. Of course, you're always valuable. But if I'm a whiny person always asking for my partner for things and go get me more money and uh, buy me diamonds and jewels, that's what I want. You're, you know, you may find somebody who can do that, but are you a quality person when you're doing that? Are you a quality person? You've got to be person? giving something back for them to carry on doing that. Well, you might be, but at the same time, if I'm if I'm giving something back, it's like an exchange of goods. Um, I, I just don't think relationships work that way. No, uh, it's not an exchange of goods. It's a coming together of qualities uh, that you that you have, which makes the the whole. Um, uh, what is the expression? I, I don't know why I keep confusing it. The sum of the parts is greater than the whole, right? Isn't that it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, look it up. The sum, we need someone sense? sitting here. We need someone checking my, fact checking me all the time. We need, we need a grammar check. And... Well, if we look at the whole... The the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, which yes. makes sense. That makes right? Sense. Yeah, it sounded like so, yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Right. I always put it the other way around. The sum of the parts is greater than the whole. <laughs> no, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. <laughs> right? Because we have this tendency to put together sort of a vision of what we think a partner would be. And we're we're looking out, right? That I'm looking out at someone. And that also is sort of pre-assumes that you are as valuable as that person or um, have that same, it's not worth, but position, money, that's hypergamy, right? We're going to marry up, mm. whatever that means, right? So you're the queen of England, you got to marry up. You don't marry down. <laughs> you're, okay. you're, you're born to a family with a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. Now what do you do? You're going to marry up. Yeah. Right? So, okay, that's already occurring. You're, you're naturally predisposed to do that. Yeah. To start looking and for a partner. This is a woman, right? The, fe yeah. the female. Because she can get pregnant and she, can, uh, she will need someone to to take care of her while she's pregnant in that vulnerable state. Simple as, right? Not, not super convoluted or anything. And the man is looking for the person who can, even if he's beyond, he doesn't want to have kids, he's still um, naturally going to be predisposed to someone really young 
and beautiful. He's going to look, he's going to see, he's going to examine. Now, what do you do? You're, let's say you're, you're older. Now, I don't think this just applies to age, but you're older and you're beyond the, you know, pregnancy years, you can't have any children. Well, you know, it's not about how much Botox you can get. It's not about how much, you know, fat you can have injected in your butt so it sticks up. It's not about, uh, you know, your boobs. It's just not about those things. You could meet men, of course, who are looking for that. That's fine, you know. Um, I don't think, I really don't think any of this matters, except the person is going to say it matters. Well, why can't I find someone? Oh, one, you're, you're seeking hypercamy, one, someone who's better than you, even if it's philosophically, right? You yeah. don't care about money, you don't care about status, but you might care about philosophy. <laughs> you know, you might care about, are they, um, are they actually self-examining that's a whole hierarchy in itself right yeah there's a lot of snobbery with people like i'm really spiritual so i'm looking for a partner who's really spiritual right hmm. i need someone who's super spiritual and i need them to it doesn't matter which hypergamous activity you're going through but now you're aging which really highlights immaturity like in late 30s into 40s you can really see an immaturity it can go on and on and on as well you can find someone 80 who's super immature when it comes to, mm. to relationships. Now, what does immaturity mean? Like that's a whole can of worms, right? Immaturity isn't just, um, uh, I like to play games. That's not necessarily immaturity, right? So what is immaturity? And how do I move into maturity, but still remain childlike, not childish? Or even... Um, I, my wisdom begins to show me how to be more and more childlike with my life because I adopted all these ideas about the world. So I need to have taught skin to have a relationship. Well, you know, that's not true. Look around. A lot of people don't have taught skin and they get into relationships and they have a great time. You know, so <laughs> what about, yeah. So what is it, what is it you're looking for that is, way up there and you haven't um well made yourself a quality person what makes a quality person now this is apart from you're 30 or 40 years old you fall in love with someone who's 20 they want to stay with you and you start you know doing a lot of plastic surgery to keep this person that's a pathway you can go on right mm. like who cares but you can kind of come to inevitable suffering right what if a surgery goes wrong? Yeah, and there's lots of things ah. for that. And you start looking weird after a while, right? You you start looking like the Joker because your <laughs> your your smile is at your ears now, right? Um, your eyes are now turning into cat eyes or something, right? So 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 bizarre what starts to happen. Mm. You know, you keep pulling your skin, you keep making things fake, but yet you still look old. Like, it's so funny that the face is all smooth. And I notice some people say, look how good she looks, like actors and actresses. And I look and I go, no, it's just, it's like Frankenstein to me. Mm. But, but that doesn't mean anything. Because a man could look at fake boobs and be turned on. And there are plenty of men who look at the fake boobs and are repulsed. Yeah. 
right? That all yeah. exists. I, I don't really care. You want fake boobs? Go and do it. You're going to find the relationship with someone who likes fake boobs. It's going to be fine. Mm. Um, but there are plenty of men who don't want to touch plastic. Plenty of men who yeah. look and go, whoa, that's weird. And plenty of men go, whoa, that's great. I love it. Right? Yeah. So doesn't matter. But one of the things for women who who don't have a relationship and want one, it, it looks to me that one of the big uh, dynamics that um, the woman could delve into is, am I a quality person? And what does that mean in relationship to my values? So one of the things that I think really stabilizes any human being is I take full responsibility for everything in my life. Yeah. Right. So if I think the man and vice versa, if the man thinks I am responsible for how they feel, that if I say something or do something that triggers the other person, that they think I am responsible for triggering them, and I must do something about it, then I don't have matching values. So I'll, I'll say, okay, I did trigger you, but that you're triggered is not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm there to support you. Yeah. I, I can help you, uh, but I am not responsible for the feelings that got triggered. So let's say I hang up a painting that my husband deems horrible and it activates all kinds of memories of when he was a kid and how much he hates that picture well yes i triggered him but i'm not responsible for all the stuff that's going on i just put up a painting i like yeah ah it's triggering all your past what do i have to do with any of that none this is all yours and your responsibility right you don't like the way the house is set up well you know, that's not my responsibility. So now how do you have a relationship, right? Well, at that point, hopefully both of you have the, the quality values to say, all right, let's discuss this. Um, you know, I see working with my partner. I might ask something. This is so mundane. Okay, really mundane. We have yeah. quite a large kitchen. Um, so it's a, it's a very, it's a small apartment. Um, we have a duplex and it's not a very big apartment. We've got a small living room, dining room area, and we've got two bedrooms, bathroom, and a large kitchen. Yeah. And in the basement is the laundry. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice enough size. Right now, my partner and I split the office. So sometimes I have to go to the kitchen so he can work. And sometimes I'm in the room that I'm in now. So, you know, we work with that. I have the mobile um, computer, the laptop, he doesn't. So it really arranges what we need to do. He needs, you know, the, the computer to do certain things. I'm way more flexible in where I need to be. Yeah. Lovely. We figured that out. We figured that out. Um, it was not easy to figure it out, right? It's like, okay, I got a screen. I closed myself in, got to figure out when there's lunch. Cause I can go through the whole day. So here you are with a lot of, you know, these are, not complicated things. You could say it's complicated. It's just complex and yet really simple to resolve. So we had to go through each step, right? 
okay, if it's this time or that time, and we got into the habit of figuring out where each of us needs to be at particular times to work through this. All righty. Okay. So that, yeah, I was going to describe something else, but I described this. So we just figured it out. Um, <laughs> then there's also this really interesting thing that I heard since I was a kid is that when it comes to a relationship, you, you can't tell a man what to do. It's just really general um, statements people would make. Uh, mm. You make sure it's their idea. So yeah. when I started the relationship with with my my husband and I asked for certain things and he would say no, it would trigger my relationship with my my dad and I wouldn't argue it mm. because I knew I wouldn't get anywhere. So this is my filter. This is my problem, right? So I wasn't arguing with it, but I, I would simmer a little bit with resentment. You know, I'd start going, you know, he's not going to do this. And I went, no, that's not, I'm not living my partnership with resentment. I've got to figure out what I'm doing. And I did, I just worked through that. And one of the things that I asked seven or eight years ago was mm. we've got a dining room table and it has an extra leaf. So I asked seven years ago, can we put the extra leaf and just leave it there? And he was like, no, I don't like it. I don't like how much space it takes. So I was like, okay, that's, that sounds right. So that means every time we have company, I'm going to make him go down and get the leaf because of my um, walking situation. And, you know, that's what we did. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with this. If I'm not okay with it, we can just go get a leaf. But generally, this is fine. So uh, recently, I decided I want to sew. And I said, you know what? Let's put the leaf out so I could sew today. It never happened. I never got to the sewing. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, now I was going to take the leaf out. And I keep asking him to put it back. This is going to drive me crazy. So I just looked at him and said, do you mind if we leave the leaf in just for, you know, a bit of time so I could so when I want because it's really too hard to set this up each time and I can't lift it and one he said you know what I really like it like this Let, let, let's leave it this way I was like wow <laughs> it's his idea because he completely forgets that I asked him I like so many things he'll just forget oh I, I forget that you asked me and I learned that sometimes I ask him something when he's stressed about something else so I think that's going to make life easier but at that moment just talking about it doesn't make life easier fascinating right mm. so anyway I, I hope I can you know that story will help people uh, especially women understand that when a man says no you don't need to argue it you just need to go back and just wait a little bit and find another time to kind of bring it up and it's organic yeah. you know it's like just forget about it it's fine the way it is because usually a man will say I don't want to do that because there's a logical reason right mm. I'm tired or um, I just can't deal with this right now, as we all do. Yeah. Right? He might come in and ask you something. And you're like, no, don't do it. And I've done it many times. I would like the pots and pans to be like this, he says. And I'm like, no, I need to have them like this. Yeah. And I'm priority because I clean them. I put them away most. And uh, also, I can't, I can't bend into that closet or this or that or blah, blah, blah. Get what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so interesting how you can organically, again, we go back to the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Each part needs to dealt, be dealt with individually, but not right now. 
Yeah. Because not everybody always can deal. Yeah, well, it's not even the good time. It's like, you don't have times where you want to do something. Like, you know, my partner might say, I'd like to do this right now. I'm like, nope, I just cleaned. You are not going to take that apart now. We're going to have our guests and you can take it apart later. Right? <laughs> yep. So no, plenty of times. Plenty. So really realizing, look, this is no right now. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Let's see. Let's see. Right? So I don't know about you. Like, how do you see those things? No, totally. I agree. When I used to work in the corporate world, obviously it's a very male environment and mm. making people think it was their idea became, uh, oh, that's a thing that we use all the time. So, so I'd love to hear some techniques. Well, well, sometimes we'd have to play a long term game for things. There was one project that I worked on with a team member and we knew exactly what the solution was that we wanted to implement. Right. But because it was so radical, we were like, they will never accept it if we go in with that solution. So we spent nine months helping them to go through a process where they basically came to the same conclusion we did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we had to make them think it was their idea. It was, it was even fun that, to do it in a big scale. Yeah. And what I find interesting, the way you describe that, it's almost like um, really an education system. It's bringing someone to a place of understanding as well. Yeah, so that they've right. thought it all through. They've looked at it from all aspects and then it becomes the logical thing. Yes. Or the practical. Yeah, or the practical. Yeah, because it almost becomes a practical solution. Yeah. To to have certain things going on. And and we know the feminine is super practical, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I see my partner and his feminine, you can just see he comes up with really practical solutions. Mm. When he's in his masculine, it's all kind of airy-fairy. Same, same for everyone. Yeah. But it's fun just watching and seeing your your practical solutions. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, very interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. But I like lo- lo- when I was a life coach, like when you are a proper life coach, you don't tell people what to do. You facilitate them coming up with their own ideas. And sometimes it's blatantly obvious what they should do. We have to bite your tongue. <laughs> Just take them, take them through a journey. Well, isn't it the yeah. same way in, in treatment? You know, when you're getting yeah. treatment, you, yeah, you still have to, you have to give mm. them well, in, in our case, we confirm with the innate wisdom of their bodies yeah. as to whether you're able to say something or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When we're on when we're on the podcast as well, it it fascinates me because there's nobody, yet there's everybody interacting. <laughs> and it sort of gives you a bit of um well, right. depending on how far you're gonna go. And that's why we're always asking please make a comment so we know where to go what what direction to go right because if you if i'm tuning into everybody listening it almost becomes moot because you're going to have all these different voices coming in it's like oh well but which one so we usually i feel like sometimes we're watering down um Mm. a little bit like we're not really (laughs) going in depth because we don't have anyone uh challenging um challenging what we're saying yeah, I could be completely wrong, uh, 
by my observation because all the things that I know and that you know as well, they're things you know, right? And you 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 hear in your head and you you use, right? And um, you know, often with a discussion, um, you can hear where someone doesn't understand you or where your solution can be, you know, there can be another solution added to it kind of thing or yeah, it gets gets super, super interesting mm. um, to engage. Because again, I love that expression, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, right? No, you've learned it right, yeah. <laughs> you know, the sum of the parts is... No, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I can write this down. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Genius. Yeah. Just all the bits, they're really good. Just say that. <laughs> uh, it's like two heads are better than one. But it's also the bits that come in, you know, look at the, the hole in this, because the hole is greater than the sum of the parts, right? Mm. There's all this missing information. Yeah. Right? That you, you are not aware of. So there's this it's... hole, and that's greater than the parts that, that even you can conceive of, right? There's, there's a relationship between the parts that is part of the whole that's not part of the bits. And there's parts you're aware of and parts you're unaware of. So there's, oh, wow. There's so that this... hole, but what's here are all the parts I see, but there's plenty of other parts, right? Yeah. But it's like that in a treatment. Because when, when you're looking at a body... Yes. Like the way we were we look at the whole and it's not just them it's like the whole universe sometimes exactly yeah exactly so, so people's Im impression that they are just a bunch of bones and muscles <laughs> it's just like yeah my shoulder and a hurts, defined thing right? yeah someone came up like my shoulder hurts but not not figuring out that it's it's really a whole interrelated mechanism yeah. look, look at the way you're sitting that's why your shoulder hurts look at the, the habits you have during the day look at the way your what your mind focuses on well all of that is going to determine uh your posture etc right yeah so it's going to be then the, the same. burdens of life right so it's going to be the same with your relationship what your perspective is of yourself is going to be the same perspective you have with your partner. Um, if you're protecting something within yourself, that's you might see that your partner is attacking that part of you all the time. And it may not be true. It may be true. Like we don't know. Um, but yeah. oftentimes it's, it's, well, I'd say most of the time uh, people don't see it clearly. So even, you know, this is a really tough subject, but even if you're in a relationship with someone who beats you, mm -hmm. the moment you understand that you are part, you're, you're co-conspirator in your own abuse, when that reveals itself and why you're doing it, the person stops hitting you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, fascinating, right? Because yeah, there's no doesn't... button to press anymore. Yeah, or you don't need it anymore. You don't, mm -hmm. yeah. You just somehow it just, oh, how can I describe that? Because this is so, I don't know. So... It's, well, not like physically abusive, but I used to have a relationship with someone in my family 
and they used to just be at me all the time and it was exhausting and I didn't want to be around them and then suddenly everything just disappeared completely different relationship it's beautiful right so something occurred in you that's like the black box the alchemical (laughs) work even the work we're doing on this podcast because there's work that's going on and when we when a person listens and sheds light on it you can have a complete uh transformation of what's going on right it's i don't i don't know is that what you experienced or yeah, I'm like my brain keeps going to um, the the transformations I have in my life are never the ones that I request or kind of long for. Does that make any sense? Yes. yes. And like clients come in and oh, I've got a bad knee. It's like right, and they still got bad knee, but other things have cleared up. <laughs> it's just like, but you haven't helped my knee. <laughs> it's just like oh, okay. Well, well, for myself, you know, one of the one of the things that that I thought was going to be the biggest transformation in my in my body and support the healing of of everything going on, I thought it was going to be reducing my workload, and I kept uh-huh. reducing and reducing and reducing, and no, there there wasn't an improvement, right, Sammy? Okay, so what are the belief systems? What's going on? You know, and working through all of that, and then one day, just last month, you know, taking the the THC has been huge, but at the same time, um, one of the one of the things that I do, I'm the only person on the planet which is breakthrough, uh, mm. teaching it. So somebody joined our little group, so now she's going to be teaching. She yeah. THC and her taking. Um, taking the training has been the biggest shift. So I didn't even need to work more on myself, yeah. uh, you know, or with myself. I hate saying on myself, but with myself, it wasn't, it was, I'm in a matrix where I'm supporting the whole matrix. Yeah. And, and the moment that, matrix, that you know, one of that matrix got support. It was the biggest transformation in my spine, in my legs. Everything started. It was so weird. You know, that's when I got uh, THC. That's when, because uh, I, could, I couldn't get it. You know, it's just, yeah. the, the stores are empty here. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got a website uh, that will ship it to me. Okay, great. Then I got, uh, then, you know, well, the girl had already joined up. Um, yeah. There was just a lot of things oh right cortisone that the, the doctor said okay we'll give you cortisone so we started the cortisone trial. all of this occurred with this one catalyst so mm-hmm. okay when i was in it i didn't notice it but in retrospect it's usually in res- retrospect we notice things and i can go oh look what was happening and why am i feeling more and more alleviated i i mean finally um i got sort of a I think I'm losing a bit more weight. It may be ounces, really tiny amounts. Yeah. But it's, or even grams, like (laughs) fractions (laughs) of grams. But there's a notable difference. The body is shifting. So I'm like, okay, is that the THC? Like, uh, what? Um, And, you know, as I, I reviewed, I went, oh my God, 
uh, right. Somebody joined yeah. my little breakthrough matrix. Yeah, isn't that fun? And yeah, it's like the th- we're, there are three of us now. So yeah. three legs on Brian. a TV. You know, just two is always wobbling, right? Yeah. And, and there are two of us because we have the founder and then myself. But myself um, is the only one teaching uh, Breakthrough One. So, oh, right. That's, um, that's me alone, even though I have the support of the founder. We still need support in all of it. So now we've got three. It's beautiful. And I really feel like even as I talk to you about it, there is this um, alleviation. So I think about it often to continue the alleviation right down to the fascicles of the muscular system, right? Mm-hmm. And I see it happening with the founder and I'm, I'm seeing it, the girl coming in that she's not gonna have that burden that people would feel when they come into the breakthrough matrix. And I think that that was, part of my doing right Mm. you know Mm. that I was so burdened by it uh, for many reasons you know that it's too much to go into but um, you know just for the listener to take in the understanding that it is really not that simple and the whole is something you don't even see and you you see all these parts And that's not enough because there's constant alchemy going on between the parts, right? And every time you you realize something that you haven't seen before, it 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 gives a sense of uh, alleviation or levity to the body mind, and you know the soul is able to just be, right? The 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 sense of isness, the sense of beingness. Mm. right and when you're when you're just being you know the quality of everything within yourself right you'll take responsibility for everything you see that everything is is your personal experience if you create something in your mind that's your little nation your little country your little world that you've created you may meet up with people who believe many of the same things you do but it doesn't mean those things are necessarily good for you Right, you can meet up with a bunch of women who say men are um, men are stupid, you know, and you might meet up with a bunch of men who sit around and go, you know, women are dingbats, right? Okay, but that's your world and your creation. That isn't true. Yeah, it's just not not true. How do you know it's not true? Well, just go around and you'll see. Not every woman is a dingbat. Go around and see. Not every man is dumb right or stupid you know you can validate this in a second so your belief system is false and you know that you will attract um like my my favorite defense to make fun of is a person who looks for another person who agrees with them so um let's say oh terry ann you're wrong about this people will say and i'll say well that's my intuition yeah. Uh, I think uh, I really feel like my intuition is something that's um, quite strong. So we'll we'll keep it as an option. Uh, it doesn't mean it's the truth. And they'll say, "Well, I know that you're wrong, and I have five people who agree with me." I talk yeah. to those five people, and they agree with me. And then there's a big def- like a 
not only the defense of that person, but a defense defense of five other people that are wrong. Mm. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I'll go, okay, that's fine. So usually in that circumstance, I will, you know, end up having they they'll stop talking to me or you know, just think I'm so stupid and move away and just not be with me, right? And uh, then years later, you'll see them come back and say, you know what? It, what you said is actually valid, mm. right? So, you know, I often look at that and go, why? Well, one is, you know, you're clearing your own filters. So you're going to see something that someone is not going to see when they're filtered. And once you're able to see someone's filters and you know, you're filtered, I know I'm filtered. I don't know where they are. Yeah. Um, I'm not certain. Uh, But when I start to see reality, it's like, oh yeah, no, I can see that's real. And there's nothing that can shake me from that understanding, though I wouldn't force anybody. I say, well, you know, this is what I see. No, you don't agree. That's fine. You know, there's no, um, need within me to prove that I am correct. I might want to test it, yeah. but it's like, okay, if I'm wrong, that's fine. I yeah. don't care. Um, whereas people really want to be right about proving that I'm wrong. And I think mm-hmm. anyone who's going to spot something in you, so that can be in your relationship, that can be with your partner, you might not accept what they see, right? And most partners will tend to agree with you. Um, and it might not be agreement with what you're saying consciously. They might be agreeing with your unconscious mind, right? So uh, let's use something really superficial. A woman thinks she's really ugly and her husband thinks she's the most beautiful person. He is agreeing with her unconscious. Hmm. Her conscious mind says I'm ugly. Her unconscious, the the, the shadow side holds the gold. Yeah. And usually your partner is the one who sees it. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, what the hell are they doing with you? You know, even when you watch those relationships where people are uptight, you know, they're constantly bickering. There is something going on that's a codependency, right? Hmm. You know, where someone is actually fulfilling your shadow side. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so fascinating. It's so hard to look in the mirror because when you put two mirrors together, it's infinite mirrors when you they face each other. Yeah. So, so it's really looking for uh, someone's behavior and how you are the one that's behaving that way. Right? I used to do this when I was really young. I realized if I accused someone of being uh, rude, I would see that this is like when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, I started realizing everything I accuse someone of is actually what I'm doing. So anytime I'd hear an accusation in my mind, so one of my favorite ones was I went out on a kind of slushy day with a light colored long coat. And I was walking down the street and the slush was going, and I didn't have enough time to run to get out of the way of a big truck that decides to speed. <laughs> and, and people are kind of kind, right, in the winter? Yeah, because they, yeah. They, they, the lacunas are so big in the in the roads and so much snow with that is filthy, dirty, melts. And when people get to the edge, you know, closer to the sidewalk, these lacuna things, you would, you, they, they slow down, not to yeah. hit a pedestrian. Most people yeah. are really kind that way. Yeah. Um, people watch out. But 
once in a while, someone's going really fast. They might not see you. Boom. This guy splashes right through it. I'm covered from head to toe <laughs> in, in slush. And I start in my head screaming all kinds of obscenities and calling him rude. And why are people so rude? And I said, okay, so whatever you're accusing him, him yeah. of is what you did. And of course, I was being rude in my head. Mm. Right? Totally yeah. rude. And I'm like, well, there's your the reflection. Because who knows what he was doing? Maybe he was distracted, didn't see me. Maybe he was going too fast, then realized I was there, just couldn't slow down. We have no, no idea. Or he was actually an evil person. That's yeah, possible. Been. He's like, there's I'm somebody. I'm going to get I'm, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get her. I just feel like getting that person. Points. Yeah, you, you just don't know. But the the accusation has no bearing on reality. Yeah. Right? So none of those actually fit being rude, do they? Because if he actually did it on purpose, he's got some kind of evilness, right? <laughs> or it was accidental, right? Yeah. Or or intentional, I'm gonna be so rude and do okay, it might be might be that way, but uh you have no clue. Yeah. Um, another 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 story I like to use for that is um there's a movie with Michael Douglas, I think. I think it's Michael Douglas. And he's, he, he's, he's on an elevator. And there's like his neighbor in there who says hello or something. And he's really rude and pushes out and doesn't say anything. And the guy says, as he's going away, like running because now his child has been kidnapped and, oh, yeah. and, and everything. And he says, you're so, oh God, how rude. And I was thinking, look at what we do. Yeah. He's calling him rude, but has no clue that his child has been kidnapped. I could be mis- mixing two movies now, but anyway, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. My memory is gone. But, you know, you see these movies where someone is struggling through something horrible and people are, you know, flipping the bird or, you know, doing these horrible things. And, you know, we know watching going, mm. wow, you know, you have no compassion. But it is so... Um, like I often wonder why the director even put that piece in because it is, I find that really moving. It's just a short, brief moment. Guy's in an elevator, doesn't really answer, rushes out, is rude. Yeah. And um, the guy says, uh, how rude you SOB or whatever. Wow, it's a power. I mean, if you look at a whole movie, that's what I remember about the movie, <laughs> you know? And it's just one little silly scene. What's the purpose? Well, it's just a reflection of what we do every single day. Someone drops a heavy door on you in front of you. Right away, you know, you're so rude. And we don't consider maybe their arm hurts. Maybe maybe they were just singing a song in their heads and went through, didn't even notice you there. There are so many options. It is not necessarily, I'll say. Because you could guess it right. <laughs> Maybe they are like a terrible person. But also you have no idea. Mm. Right? Yeah. I love, I love watching that in my life. It, you know, I started very, very young realizing the world around me was a reflection of the fantasies I had created in my head of how life should look. Yeah. And it helped me break those fantasies down. Right. So when we go into a relationship, you have a fantasy, you know that 
that genetically and uh, nature through nature we are we are predisposed as women to hypergamy and men are predisposed to youthful, beautiful looks. But yeah. that does not mean that the human doesn't grow up. That doesn't mean that the human doesn't grow out of it. But expecting someone to grow out of meaning. So let's say my husband would likely be really attracted to, um, you know, young bottom and young legs. He looks, of course he looks. Yeah. And I notice I'm looking too, yeah. right? I'm like, oh yeah, such a beautiful person. Right, right. Is my partner looking? And I'm like, so ridiculous to think he's not going to look when yeah. something beautiful is there. You're looking. So yeah. now, now what has changed in him that he doesn't jump up and go try and flirt with these women? Well, one, maybe he's not going to actually attract them because they are younger. Yeah. Right. What What does he have to to lure someone young like that? You know, one, maybe she'd want to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, two, she's going to uh, want you to, you know, have sex really well. She's going to want you to, uh, you know, well, be good in bed and, and do lots of different things. Time to go out, time to spend your money. He's not in that phase in life. He's, yeah. he's come to a place that's different, right? A very, very different place. Also, value-wise, he wasn't ever the type of person to think that he had to conquer every woman right yeah yeah you know and and we have to remember that the moment you marry someone and you have kids uh even if you never have an affair you can betray a woman by um not bringing home the bacon and mm. protecting her while yeah. she's having the babies right and i'm not talking about somebody who's asking for you know, all kinds of other things like, oh, I should have a swimming pool and a million billion dollar house. I mean, I'm not talking. Yes, yeah, so I demand that now. <laughs> <laughs> you can demand that, right? You can ask for that, but you can't ask for from it. You cannot ask for those things from every guy you meet. You know, like, let's say you're young and you meet someone, he may become that really successful guy. You've got to figure out your values. Yeah. Like, does this guy... I mean, it's really obvious. You can meet someone who's ambitious, who's going to work his way up um, and, you know, uh, create businesses that um, will keep supplying money and create more and more. Like it'll build and build and build. It's mm. not finite. You know, someone who has a job for a company, certainly he can work up in the company. And, it, you know, if it's a tiny company, well, you, you can look at the salaries of that company and see what that person's going to make. Yeah. If they're working for, you know, Goldman Sachs, well, it sky's the limit. Yeah. If you're working for the local record store, yeah, a you limit. know, there's going to be a salary attained. If you're like a massage therapist and you go work for um, a massage company, yeah. right? Uh, you're gonna make a, like you work for I think it's like twelve dollars an hour is like that starting rate. Yeah. Uh, it's not much. How much can you move up? Well, you can keep moving up and have sights on owning part of the company or opening your own company or opening um, what's it called a um, to, to, to franchise. Yeah, you might offer a franchise, but that's up to you to keep to keep building that. And if your partner's that way, it's going to happen. Mm. They won't be satisfied and they'll keep building. Yeah. They can fail. 
Are you going to, do you have enough um, guts along with you to go with failures? Because if you look at Henry Ford, um, (laughs) the Wright brothers, can you imagine being married to one of the Wright brothers? And, (laughs) you know, they go out and make money and they keep crashing these planes and you're their wife. You know, you're kind of like, oh my God. But, you know, the guy makes it. You know, they finally start flight. Incredible, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're the one who needs to understand where you're at and be supportive of your husband in the direction. But if you marry somebody who says, I just want to be a company man, I'm I'm not, you see that he's not very ambitious. You got to figure out whether that's what you can live with. And some yeah. people are fine, fine with that. It's not in your, it's yeah. not in your view. Like, like now at my age, I yeah. don't look at um, having uh, in my in my work kind of expanding and doing all these other things. I'm looking for things that will, you know, survive on their own. And I could do like we're doing now, lots of fun yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't, so you got to know yourself really well, or at least be exploring yourself to really understand what your values are, right? Because I, I have a strong af- affinity to responsibility. If yeah. someone's irresponsible for themselves, very, very difficult to have a relationship with them. Hmm. If somebody's, um, I have a very strong work ethic. So I work really hard. I think if I were younger, um, no, that's not true. Uh, I I was never able to stay with someone who didn't work as hard as me. Yeah. And that's hard work. So now I am with someone who works as hard as me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at times, I think he works harder. You know, like, (laughs) and and men do that, right? I really, I can work hard at resting. Like, Mm. I can really, really rest. Like, let go of work completely. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't. But now I can really let go of it. And I, I look at my partner, he's like, he can't, you know, the minute he's sitting around, like I'll lay down, I can be in, even in bed with a book and all these things. And he can't, he, he feels ill doing that. So it's so interesting that, you know, what relaxes him is he'll go do his gardening, you know, mm. he'll go do, yeah. And I agree. It does it for me too. But when my nervous, like uh, I can relax by sewing or I can relax by, um, you know, checking my flowers and doing some cutting, but because of the pain I'm in, it's very stressful too. Yeah. So, so I can't work with it a long periods of time. So the act of really learning to relax, which is so crazy because I can be not anymore, but I could be laying there and I'm overactive in my mind saying I should be doing something and like, okay, body, like with my finger tapping, tapping my finger going okay here are my nails tapping when are you gonna recover so you can get up and do all these things you want to do and you know i worked so hard at um telling the mind it has nothing to do with me and i'm doing something else right now and what i'm doing is taking care of the body and now it happens and the healing is so much more uh, vast now i know i'm using physical healing but you can do that with your relationships yeah right um he's not doing what i want or i'd like to cover men in a different way because when men approach relationship it's very different they there's this strong sense that um 
and we'll continue this next time, yeah, but yeah. a strong sense that men, they, they want to hear, I trust you. Whereas we women want to hear, this is from David Data, and I thought it was so yeah. interesting because I saw, oh yes, that's exactly what he gets upset about. And I'm not talking about just my husband right now, but many of my partners, what he gets upset about is if I don't trust him. Yeah. If I don't actually, not codependently, but lean on him. So it's so interesting because my boyfriend can create, my husband, boyfriend, whatever, he, he, <laughs> he can create a scenario where when I lean on him, he'll go, right? Like, oh my God, you're always asking me things. And then if I don't, he's yeah. upset. Yeah. It's so fascinating. So if I get up and do something, and he's watching <laughs> me and he can see I can't twist my body a certain way or lift it. Or he's like, let me do it. And I keep trying. And then he gets aggravated as well that I'm doing it. I'm like, but I want to move like this. I want to figure it out. And he's like, no, 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 I can do this better. And fascinating, right? Or, But I know it's about lean on me. Yeah. I'm here for you because when I shift it to um, like, honey, I'm doing this. How do I do it? And it makes it his idea and his, you know, it's, it's a totally different situation. Mm. I can find something else to move my body. Right. So you start to have a more, um, I want to say integrated sense of what the masculine and feminine do. So there you get again, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So here are these two parts. If I talk about he's wants my, me to trust him and I need to do that. He also needs to trust me, but um, the trust is more important mm -hmm. to the man that you're trusting him. You're trusting him to go out and take care of you because if you don't trust him and he fails, then you're not going to trust him to make it again. Yeah. And it's highly, a, it's a downfall of the relationship. But if he goes out and fails and come back and you're able to support him through the failures to be able to correct it, to correct it, to make it better, to whatever, we're making mistakes yeah. all the time, then he, he can go forward. But can you imagine, you, you see those great stories where the man goes out and fails, comes home, and she tells him he's a failure. Yeah. Wow, right? Mm. Oh my God, this is such a, a topic that we can yeah, go on we and can on. Yeah, so, we that next time, I think. Yes, I think we're going to go on next time. So love all of you. I hope you're benefiting from this work because it is work that I've done all my life and really benefits just to 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 experience it, right? Yeah. Uh, to go through all of this. I, I'm sorry for those of you who are suffering really hard in relationships, but there's a way to either get that communication going or find a way where, you know, you're going to step beyond and you're ready to go. You know, it's not really like, oh, you have to choose whether to stay or go in a relationship. No. When you realize what's going on inside of you, you just go, hey, I'm leaving you. Yeah. And then the other... Uh, sense is well you know i'm going to keep working it through till till i know what's happening here all right so we'll let you all go thank you eloise for always being my mirror and helping oh, me you. out to talk about these things my pleasure and, uh, and i do hope all of you can even if you put a little tiny question or make a comment on on something especially if you, you when you disagree 
or you're you're agreeing and adding something or you disagree and maybe we can go into more detail or what gets triggered for you about yourself when you're listening yeah and we get to figure stuff out yeah all right my darlings love you and have a great one bye great week everyone bye bye